Welcome back to another episode of Life's a Garden. Thank you all for joining me once again. Uh, I was thinking about it, and it's been a little while since I opened up an episode starting with a positive message. So I'd like to do that this week. And what I'd like to tell you is live your life for you. And that's not to say don't live for others, because we obviously want to do that as well. We want to help others. We want to encourage others. We want to be there for one another, have each other's backs, of course. But I think in doing that, sometimes we unselfishly don't think about ourselves. And that's not to say you should be selfish, but in reality, the only person that you are with 24 hours a day, seven days a week, forever, to the end, to the rest of your life, is you. And you are the only person that can directly affect your life. Obviously, we have others helping us out as we help others out. But you can't help others before until you help yourself as well. You have to be happy and content in your life. And maybe that's what makes you happy is helping others. I never, you don't know. But what I'm trying to say is do the things that make you happy. Look yourself in the mirror and say, this is what I want for me. And do that, you know, whatever that may be. I don't know what your passions are. I don't know what, you, what makes you happy. But what I'm trying to encourage you to is to do those things. Live for yourself because you're the only one that can directly help you. You have to live with yourself all the time. So why not do just the things that make you happy? And fuck what anybody says. If, any, if whatever it is that makes you happy, people look down upon or people uh, tear you down for it, fuck them. Because they don't live your life. They're not... They don't uh, know what you go through every day. They, they don't know what goes on in your head and why this makes you happy. So who cares? As long as it makes you happy, do it. And um, it, it, I'm not trying to say this to sound like you should be selfish or act selfish. But a little selfishness isn't a bad thing. It, it, there, there's limits to everything. We want to be helpful. We want to be a community and be with one another and do all those things, of course, too. But you got to live for yourself as well. So sometimes we need to hear that. Sometimes it gets lost in, in everything that we, it's always preached to, to be, uh, unselfish and that's good. But sometimes you might need to be a little selfish in order to achieve your happiness. So that's all I want to say today. I want to kick the show off with just a little message for you. Maybe that encourages you in some way, shape, or form. But do what you want to do. Do what makes you happy. And fuck anybody who says otherwise. That's what we're going to start it with today. And of course, we're going to get into a whole lot more. We always got fun stuff to talk about. So stick around. Of course, make sure to... Hit the subscribe button, like, share, rate, review, all that stuff that helps us out here. But let's go ahead and get into today's episode, because it's episode 93 of Life Cigar. Ooh, yeah. The sun is bright and the power's bitchin'. 
Welcome back to another episode of Life's a Garden. How about that weather out there, folks? Not today, it's actually raining today. But it's better than snow. And the last couple weeks, oh my god, it's been what, in the 60s? 50s, 60s? Anything above zero is good with me. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. No, the weather has legitimately been so good. I've, it, it, It's crazy what good weather will do for you. It puts you in such a better mood. I, and if you know me, you know I hate the cold. I hate the heat. I'm like that Goldilocks kind of guy. I just like, I like it just right. Anywhere between 50 and 75, light breeze with the sun out. And I'm and I'm a okay. So being from Montana, I only get a couple of those days a year, really, because it's either a hundred degrees and everything's on fire, or it's negative zero, and you can't step outside for two seconds without being miserable cold. So I enjoy these days as much as I can while I have them. And go figure. Last week, it's snowing like a mother. The week that me and my brother go to Denver, the week before that was beautiful, the week after that's beautiful, so fuck me, I guess, right? It just so happened to be snowing right when we went on our trip. But it is what it is, and uh, and we're enjoying the weather now, and it's it's beautiful out, it's lovely, we, we got the rain, which I like, I actually like rain. I like rain a heck, a heck of a lot more than snow. And that's not to say I dislike snow. I just don't love it. It's, it's a lot to deal with. As you see, we got the hot coffee today. No cold coffee. Didn't, wanna, didn't leave the house yet. So I'm working with what I got, and I got the hot coffee. Um, oh, update. Your boy got his taxes finally. His tax re- or his uh, return, whatever, the... I got my money back. Finally. Remember last week I was telling you I got, I just broke the bank on my Denver trip. And I was like, I was thinking I was going to have to go two weeks to my next paycheck. Just scrimping by, like, got to pay the bills, but I'm not going to go out. I'm not going to have fun. I'm not going to do all the extra stuff. I wanted to go out, obviously, for St. Patrick's Day. And uh, there's things coming up that I want to do. But I thought I was going to have to just, like, penny pinch my way to the next paycheck. But... Oh no, Uncle Sam came through right when he right when your boy needed him. And I got that tax return. So all good, feeling replenished, bank accounts nice and full of no dents. Something I haven't said in a while because it was full of dents for a little while. But not anymore. Also, on the money front, guess who won? Another fight bet. I, I'm telling you, man. I'm getting good at this. Like, this might be my new get-rich-quick scheme. Because the casino, you know, the machines, that's whatever. You, It's a 50-50 gamble. The second you sit down, that's when your luck starts. But with sports betting, you got to have a little bit of knowledge when it comes to that. I tried it with the football, and I'll still do football. But it's so much harder with football because you're you're dealing with point spread, 
You got to get the uh, the over under or whatever. Uh, no, it's a, it's a spread. You're playing the spread. So if you don't know what that is, it's like you have to win. Your team has to win, and they have to win by a certain amount of points. That's determined by the odds makers. So you got there's so many more variables that go into play with that. You could you could pick the winners all day, but if you don't do the points, if you don't get the spread, then you lose anyway. It's it's, it's a whole thing. And then also, you can pick the losing team, but if they're under the spread, then uh, you win that way. So it's a lot more complicated. There's a lot more variables that go into play, but that's how you boost your odds is by playing the... I mean, I could just pick the straight-up winners, but you have to pick a lot in order to get a high payout, and it's not, and that's hard to do too. Now with fighting, it's there's a lot less variables. It ta- I feel like if you know fighting you know the matchups you know the skill sets it's a lot easier i've noticed it at least and this is just coming from i mean i'm not just a casual sports fan like i watch a pretty good amount of sports and maybe i don't dive into all the variables with football as much as maybe fighting but i don't really dive into that much on fighting either as far as fighting goes it's kind of just it just seems like it's more straight up and the odds don't seem to be as like it's not like they really know as much when making the odds as far as like different variables that go into play when it comes to wrestling when it comes to boxing all the things that come into play with matchups long story short i did a four fight parlay because yesterday or saturday was the uh ufc fight night in london so it's a bunch of london or english uk fighters and uh, I can't, I'm kind of kicking myself a little bit because I feel like there was a couple more fighters I could have thrown on the on the uh, ticket that would have just made the odds even more. I might have cashed out for like three or four hundred. I ended up cashing out for about one fifty, which is good on a twenty dollar bet. And uh, so, just to uh, who did I? I picked um, Jack Shore, which I don't really know anything about Jack Shore. I've just heard a lot about him. He was fifteen and zero. He won. Good fight, by the way. Really good fight. My boy, Paul Craig. You knew I had to pick Paul Craig. He's, we share a name. He's Scottish. He's like full-on Braveheart Scottish. And this guy, I, there's something about him. He, he's not really like this stud guy that everyone talks about, but he's a beast. He's a jiu-jitsu guy. He, he's, he's won like five in a row. I think six now. He beat uh, Magomed Ankalaev, who is undefeated. His only loss is to Paul Craig. And he beat the guy last or uh, on Saturday the same way he beat Ankalaev. He was getting his ass kicked. Paul Craig is getting his ass kicked on his back. And all of a sudden just snaps this wicked hard triangle choke and makes him tap. He literally was on his back getting beat to shit, just throws on this triangle choke, and it's over. That was like the only thing he did, and he and he beat him, because he, he must have the, the tightest triangle choke ever, because the dude tapped almost immediately. So, that was the closest one I had on the, I was like, oh man, like, my my parlay's busted, I'm, this is gonna be over. He, he got that freaking submission, and I fell to my knees like, oh my god! It was like a comeback victory, dude, it was so cool. And then I had Patty Pimblett, 
another one that was getting his ass kicked and just snapped on a submission and won. It wasn't his best performance, but he won. And then I had uh, Arnold Allen over Dan Hooker, who I like. I like Dan Hooker a lot. I've won money off Dan Hooker before, too. See, and that's the thing, too. With fighting, out of... I don't know how many bets I've had, but let's just go ahead and say out of 10 bets, I'm pretty sure I've won at least five. I've won half of the bets I've made. Like I said, it might not be 10, but whatever it is, I think I've at least won half, which the payout versus what I've spent is way more. So I've made more money even on the ones that I've lost over the time. And then I don't even think I mentioned this. A couple weeks ago, I had a... on the Colby Covington fight, Colby Covington versus Masvidal, I didn't bet on those fights because the odds were just so... It wasn't worth it. I think 20 bucks would have paid out for maybe 60 on a three-fight parlay because the odds were just so crazily on all the fighters I wanted. And I would have won because all the fighters I would have picked won, but it wouldn't have been really that worth it. But somebody at the bar just goes, uh, I got 50 bucks on Masvidal, whoever wants to take it. And I was like, well, Colby's definitely going to win this fight. So I was like, I'll take that bet. And your boy walked away with 50 bucks in his pocket. Now, is, that's like I said, that's about the same as what I would have made if I had bet. But that was on just one fight. The odds were not there for that one fight. I mean, I, I put 50 down on the line, but didn't have to pay it. So, yeah, the money's been... The money's been looking pretty good lately so we're just gonna keep coasting with that and see what happens see now that's the thing i'm gonna tell you that right now i was discouraged about the money i'd spent in denver but i kept a positive attitude remember i said i said even though it my funds weren't looking good because i I was banking on getting that tax return i didn't let that affect my spend like my ability to have fun in Denver. I didn't let that cripple my my spending habits as much. I mean maybe a little bit, but not not like I would have. And look what cuz I knew I knew I was going to get that relief. I was going to get my return eventually. So I kept a positive mindset. And look what happens, man. When you keep a positive mindset, good things happen for you. I swear to you, if like even even if I would have been like stressed out and and like just avoiding having fun to avoid spending money and like that would have that in turn would have put me in a bad mood because I wasn't having fun then either the return wouldn't have came because that's just how luck happens or the return still would have came and I would have felt bad even still about it because I would have realized, oh, you idiot. I would have looked in hindsight and said, man, see, you could have just had the fun. So you got to stay positive in the moment because good things will happen. And then sometimes you get lucky on a fight bet. And, and that's all good too. So the positivity, what, wait, 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 wait. What do we always say on this show? What do I always preach? Positivity radiates positivity so like i say man you keep positive vibes and positive comes back to you and that's how it happens man that's how it happens i'm telling you in other sports news we got march madness going on another thing i might like i put 10 bucks in on a bracket 
winner take all. Not looking so hot for me right now. Gonzaga, I picked Gonzaga to win. They're still in it, but I've had a lot of of my teams get popped out. I'm kind of in the middle. Uh, we'll see what today or what this weekend brings. You know, we'll see what uh, how it all shakes out in the end. But so far, not looking too hot for for me on that. Never know though. Could come, could come back. It, it all it all depends on if your final four make it there. I don't remember who I, I think I I think I have Gonzaga and Purdue maybe. If that sounds right, Gonzaga Purdue. I'm not sure. Um, I could look it up actually. But then I have Arizona going to the championship in both of them. And if I had to guess, I would say... See, this is my free one that I'm doing with just my friends. So let's see who I have in the final four of this one. I, pre- I know I have Gonzaga. Ooh, I'm in the lead right now, baby boy. Oh, baby boy. What happened? There must have been some shakeup. Ooh, I had, I had UCLA. That was a good one. St. Peter's. Okay, St. Peter's, dude. Is that what they are? They're the Peacocks? The St. Peter's Peacocks? They beat, not only did they beat UK, uh, University of Kentucky, they beat Murray State, which isn't that crazy, but they're the 15 seed, and they're going to the Sweet 16? Are you crazy, bro? So who are they going to play? They're either going to play Purdue or Texas, who plays tonight. And I think I have Purdue going, yeah, I have Purdue going to the next round, but that's good. They're playing a 15 seed if they go on, so I need that one. Oh, I had Houston. That was a good one. That was a good upset. I had Houston over Illinois. Michigan went on ahead. Kansas. Ooh, you know what? It might be Kansas that I have going the, to the distance. Or, not, or, you know, to the final four. Where did I have Purdue? I don't remember. Okay, so let's look. Let's see what I got in the final four. On this one, the final four, I have Gonzaga. Oh, oh, oh. I have Gonzaga, UCLA, which could happen. And then I have Arizona and Kansas, which also could happen in this league. So that's pretty good. Let's see what I got in my other league. Uh, see, this is the one where there's like 15 people in it, and I'm fifth! I'm number five right now, boy! Tied for fifth for like three people, but I'm still up in there. Big Sean, man. Look at Big Sean getting up there. See, this is why it, dep- it, all, it really comes down to how many of your teams uh, go, go far. See, I got Arkansas moving forward. That was good. That's we got some good games tonight, man. Michigan State, Duke, Baylor, man. Baylor really North Carolina with the upset on Baylor. That was good. Got UCLA going forward. Houston, that was good. Yeah, who would have thought Michigan, man? That's a good. They're good, man. I, I, I this is why I don't really know college basketball, man. Like I should have known they were gonna be good. Ooh, I had Providence going forward. That was a. Did I? Oh no, I didn't. I had Iowa. Which is dumb. Oh, you know what? I think I have Auburn going to the... Okay, let's see. So in this one, I have in the final four... Yep, I have Gonzaga versus Purdue. So I did different, which is... I mean, that's good, because at least maybe one of my brackets will will do well, if that's the case. Yeah, I have Gonzaga versus Purdue in the final four. And then I have Arizona versus Auburn which is, eh, that's might be a stretch, but that's the big one. So if Auburn can pull it off, man, that's, that's, I don't know that any, that too many people would have that. So let's see who are they playing tonight. 
Auburn plays Miami. That They should be able to win that, I would think. You never know, man. When it comes to March Madness, there's already been some big upsets. So that's my that's my bracket. We'll see what happens. I've I've already boosted up to the a lot higher than I thought I would. So that's cool. Um and then let's round off the sports talk here real quick. I told you last week we were gonna talk more NFL free agency, and of course we're gonna, because there have been some some moves, as as we knew there would be. You know, there's always big moves. Let me just start with this because all like pretty much all the big moves are happening in the AFC West. The AFC West, last year I said the AFC West was the toughest division in the NFL, and now there is absolutely unquestionably no doubt that the AFC West is the best division in football. Quarterbacks alone. Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, uh Derek Carr, and now Russell Wilson. The Chargers went out and got J.C. Jackson, the number one corner in free agency. They traded for Khalil Mack, so now you've got Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack pass rushers. Every team has a pass rushing duo. Broncos went out and got Randy Gregory from the Cowboys. So, funny story with him. Randy Gregory was initially going to sign with the Cowboys again and then backed out last minute and signed with the Broncos for the same deal. Um, Gregory has a little bit of a history with him, but I I fully fully on board with uh, George Payton and the things he's doing. So I trust the process with him. So we got Bradley Chubb, we got Randy Gregory, and then we also have Malik Reed, who is an underrated pass rusher. Hopefully he stays. We did re-sign him, but he can he can still opt to sign with somebody else. Um, yeah, uh, then, oh, oh, then the Raiders signed Chandler Jones, the Raiders signed Chandler Jones, and, uh, they all uh, have Max Crosby, great duo, the Chiefs might have the worst duo out of all of them, I mean, they still have Melvin Ingram, they have, um, I can't even think of his name, I know, Chris Jones, uh, fuck it, I don't know, but, um, Fuck the Chiefs anyway. We are we already know the Chiefs suck. And I'm I'm telling you right now, there is a high possibility the Chiefs could be the third or fourth team in the division. Now that sounds crazy, I know. Just let's just wait and see. And I'm I'm making the bold prediction right now that the Chiefs will be either the third team the third or fourth team in the AFC West. I'm I'm saying it right now because that defense isn't going to be able to handle what's getting thrown at them this year. They're already going to have to play the toughest teams because they were the number one seed or the number one team in the division. So they already get the toughest matchups. I'm just saying. Wait and see. But anyway. um, Oh, uh, oh, and how about the Raiders trading for Devontae Adams? Now, I've had to like really think about this Devontae Adams thing. Because I've been told that Adams refused to sign with the team. He wanted to go elsewhere, so they traded him. The Raiders is a good spot for him because him and Derek Carr have a. They were uh, they played in high school or college. Yeah, college. They played in college together, so they have chemistry already. Um, 
So the fact that Derek Carr didn't want to be there, or not Derek Carr, uh, Devontae Adams didn't want to be there, that says a lot, mostly about the organization of the Packers. But for me personally, it says a lot about Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams didn't want to stay with the best quarterback in football. Now, it also tells me that Rodgers is in it for the money, really. Like, if, if he... Because there was reports that said Rodgers knew when he signed the contract with the Packers that Adams was, was to be traded. So he knew that going into the signing. That, that gives me a whole different perspective on Aaron Rodgers, honestly. Because if you're willing to sign that contract knowing that your number one target, your best wide receiver, is going to be traded... The number one wide receiver in the NFL, most likely, is going to be traded. And you're still like, yeah, I'll still sign with you guys because you're going to give me $50 million a year. Tells me it's all about the money for, for old Rodgers. Because now he has, like, there's no weapons there. Tanyan is gone. Um, so they got Alan Lazard and then Valdez Scantling. They haven't even re-signed him. So, okay, maybe they go out and, and draft somebody. What's that going to do for you, dude? Rodgers is only going to be there for three three or four more years, maybe. You're going to build a whole chemistry with a guy in that short of a time? A young talent? No. Why would you not stick with the guy you know who you have chemistry with? So that tells me Rodgers, he doesn't give a fuck about winning. He just wants the money. And maybe I'm out of line on that. But that's that's where I stand. And... Just the fact alone that Adams wanted to leave knowing that Rodgers might be coming back says a lot about Rodgers too. I don't know what their relationship is like. I don't know what happens behind closed doors or in the locker room. But it kind of tells me, look, the Packers went to the, um, the well, they, they were the number one seed. And the Raiders barely made the playoffs. So for Devontae Adams to say, I know, you know, based on last year, that the Packers can get to the playoffs. We don't I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that team who has proven year and year again that they can get to the playoffs. We have the reigning two time MVP or back to back MVP. I'm going to leave them and go to the toughest division in football and play with a team that barely made the playoffs in the toughest division. That kind of says a lot about what Adams feels about not only the Packers organization, but Aaron Rodgers. There's something to be said there, if you ask me. So that Adams trade really made me think a lot more about Rodgers as a person and a, and a player and a teammate. That's just me. Maybe I'm out of line, but that's just my thoughts. Let's see. What else happened in free agency? As far as Broncos free agency goes, I think I kind of just covered all the big ones. Uh, we, we've signed a few little ones here and there. They did restructure some contracts in order to open up more cap space. I think we're going to make some more moves. I think we're going to re-sign Kareem Jackson. I think we're going to re-sign Bryce Callahan. 
and I think we go out and get a right tackle. I don't know who yet. Maybe Lael Collins. Maybe uh, that Kelly guy from uh, Tennessee. So that's as far as I know on that front. Um, oh, dude. My boy Von Miller, man. Congratulations to him, dude. I... I was I really was hopeful that we m- might bring him back. Once we re- once we had signed Gregory, I knew it probably wasn't going to happen because they're the same position. You're not going to pay two guys that much money to um in the same position when you still have Bradley Chubb. So, once we signed Gregory, I kind of knew that wasn't going to happen and I figured Vaughn would just re-sign with the with the uh Rams. Then I see signs a six year deal for a hundred and twenty million dollars with the Bills. The number that sticks out to me is six years. I personally don't think Vaughn will play that full amount. I hope he does. I love the guy. He's still a stud. They had him ranked as the third best free agent this year, so that says a lot alone. And like, I don't know. I I'm just I'm more than happy for the guy. There was rumors he was possibly going to go to the uh, Cowboys. He's from Texas. They obviously lost Gregory, so maybe they would pick him up. They weren't going to pay him that amount of money though. Like. And the fact that he goes to the Bills, I'm way okay with that because I have a little bit of a soft spot for the for the Bills. They're just one of those teams that, you know, I don't hate. I really like Josh Allen. So for him to go to them and, and make make those bags, dude, go for it. There was no way the Broncos were going to pay him that amount of money. So even if we tried to sign him, he would have signed with the Bills anyway because they were going to offer him more money. Between the Gregory and Vaughn, I think it's a. I think we still ended up with the better deal because Vaughn's older, and this is with absolute admiration and love for Vaughn Miller. Vaughn's older; he has been injury prone the last few years. Gregory's had his issues off the field with like substances and stuff like that, but we're banking on a redemption story from him that he's going to be good to go. He's not going to have any more troubles. He'll be on the field. And I think Gregory's had some injury issues as well. But he's younger. I think we signed him to a five-year deal. So we still get him for a long time at a much smaller price. Pretty sure his deal averages out to about 17 a year, where Vaughn's will average to more like 20. Now, $3 million, you're you're thinking, eh, that's, that's a small margin. Not really though. When you're thinking three million a year, that's that's multiple players you could be signing with that three million extra. So it's a better deal all around, I think, for the Broncos. It's all going to come down to performance, though. You know, obviously, it doesn't matter unless Gregory performs. We already know Vaughn is capable of performing. All in all, I'm very happy for Vaughn. Get them bags. He's going to a team I don't hate. But that was a huge signing. I can't even believe the Bills paid out that much. Like, I didn't think Vaughn, and I, I mean this in all due respect, I didn't think Vaughn was worth that much money anymore. But like I said too, good for him, man. I only want the best for him. He's my boy, so get them bags. 
Uh, let's see. Other big sign. Oh, the the Titans released Julio Jones. Be interesting to see where he ends up. They traded for Robert Woods, which is a good trade because um, they needed another wide receiver. Oh, and also, forgot to say this, the Rams picked up Allen Robinson, probably one of the best wide receivers in free agency because the rich just get richer, you know? And then they trade Robert Woods, which is a good trade for them. Now they have Cup and um, Allen Robinson. The Chiefs picked up, um, what's his name? Juju Smith Juice, Juju Just Juicer. They picked up Juju Just Juicer, who I'm not that worried about. Like I think he's kind of not what he used to be. I don't think he's gonna be as big for them as they think he's gonna be. Um, yeah. So we'll see how that works out. Tyron, like, there's a lot of big names still out there, though. Tyron Matthew. Um, oh, and forgot Deshaun Watson. There's There was talk that Deshaun Watson w- might be getting traded to the Browns. Baker Mayfield still up in the air. Don't know what's going to happen with him. Uh, Trubisky going to go to the Steelers. So a lot of big moves. I'm not going to s- just spend so much time on every single one of them, but... It's always fun to see the dominoes fall, see where everybody ends up. And, um, yeah, so we'll kind of just keep, keep, keep on seeing where, the, uh, where this train leads us and just go. Yeah, I, I, I love free agency. I, I said it last week. I love free agency. I get, of all the things that I nerd out about, there's two things. There's two things that I ultra, ultra nerd out about. One, number one overall is sports in general, sports in general. And number two is like Marvel and just superheroes in general. And I'm counting Dragon Ball Z in that as well. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I guess that's where I'll end it with as far as the sports talk and as far as NFL free agency, just a lot of big moves. AFC West is going to be crazy, crazy good. I wouldn't be shocked if... All, th- all four teams make the playoffs now that we got three wild cards in the playoffs. It's really hard to do, though, when you everybody has to play each other in the division. The only way I think it would ever happen is if you if everybody split games. But those are going to be the crucial games is to see how those, uh, how those um, head-to-heads match up. That's, that's kind of the key. And like I said, I'm making the bold statement right now. Chiefs. They're going to be in the middle of the pack this this next year. I don't think their defense is going to be up to par. I don't think... I, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to take a, a... I think people are figuring him out. And I think... I don't think it's going to be as uh, as tough as people think. As it has been. So, that's, that's my bold statement. My early bold statement. And we'll see what happens. Go Broncos. We got that Russ Wilson. And you know I'm going to be... Sporting that jersey very, very soon. Sorry about the little cut there. I had to take a little pee break. So we're back at it. Uh, Let me go ahead and tell you about my St. Patrick's Day. So, now, you would assume I'd have some grandiose story. Something, you know, wild happened. The, The Irish out 
during the Irish holiday, I was going to get crazy. I was going to get wild. It was going to be a blast. Well, I hate to disappoint, but my St. Patrick's Day went a little bit differently than I had anticipated. So, I uh, I did go out. Went out for uh, went went to hooligans. It was busy as shit, so didn't even really get to do anything there. Ended up over at the Crystal for a little while. It was kind of slow. Just enjoyed some drinks, and ultimately, well, for, first of all, let me just say this: I was already kind of tired because I had gone out the night before for a friend's birthday, so I was already a little exhausted. And I ended up cutting the night short. And without being overly vulgar, I'll just straight up tell you and be honest with you. I cut the night short to get laid. Okay? Sometimes we do this. It's, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? The opportunity to get laid was there. And I took it, okay? So I cut my St. Patrick's Day short to get laid. And that's what I did. <laughs> and that's what I did. And now, just let me just say this. First of all, it was good, you know? All that was fine. That was fine and dandy. But I couldn't help myself and, and just think that. So the next day, when I, I got up the next morning, Went to work. Felt fine because I wasn't hungover as shit like I should have probably been. But I felt great. However, I couldn't help but shake this feeling like... Like I, I didn't get the fulfillment that I wanted in with the... Uh, in St. Patrick's Day. I kind of felt like I missed out. You know what I mean? I felt like I... Now this is this was my decision, okay? And so I'm I'm here I am kicking myself thinking, "Damn. You really you really uh sacrifice one of my let me just say this. One of my favorite holidays, right? You know this if you're a listener. You know that St. Patrick's Day, I love it. And so and I made the decision to basically not have St. Patrick's Day and just and just kind of said fuck it to that to get so that I could uh, for fucking I said fuck it for fucking and uh, St. Patrick's Day really quickly turned into St. Pussy's Day so um, yeah so I'm sitting there kind of just feeling like damn I really I uh, I traded St. Patrick's Day for for some puss. And there was a part of me, which this sounds crazy, okay? This sounds absolutely crazy to think that I had regrets. And I don't mean that in a bad way, okay? I don't, or I don't, I shouldn't say that, I, I don't mean that, like, I regretted her. But it was more like, I just regretted the decision of, of, um, choosing to get laid, which sounds crazy, you know, like what guy would say that where it's like, I mean, I'm sure there's dudes out there that don't get laid as often that are like, are you nuts? 
Take the opportunity when it's given to you. Well, here's the thing. I think I've actually find this is this is why it sounds kind of crazy, but because like I said, most I've said this before, most dudes are just animals and they'll chomp at the bit any opportunity they get. Maybe it's just where I'm at in life, but I think I've reached the point where I don't prioritize pussy over everything else. That's how, like, I'm dead serious. Most dudes operate that way. Where it's like, dude, any chance I get, if pussy's involved, fuck everything else. That's the priority. And I get it. Because I've been there. And I don't think I'm there anymore. Um, and who knows? Maybe that's, just, maybe that's just the mood I was in. I was tired, like I said. So maybe that was just that. But in retrospect, I thought to myself, God, I would have... I wish I would have gone and just like, and just done the St. Patrick's Day that I had, had already kind of planned. And, uh, where am I trying to go with this? I, it was like, you know, it was like the 40 year old virgin. You put the pussy on a pedestal, pussalaya. And this goes, this goes both ways with men and women. Okay. Here's what I'll say. So this is a two parter. Okay. This is a two parter. Um, for men and women, I would tell you that sex isn't always worth it, you know, like sometimes it gets that way. And, and I know, like I said, I've been there. I've been the guy that's like, like, that's the end game. That's the goal. Just get into bed. Like, no, at all cost. And maybe that's just me in my age. Maybe that's just me how I felt that night. But it's some, sometimes it's not always worth it. Sometimes you miss out on other things in the pursuit of getting laid. This goes for both men and women. Sometimes it just isn't as worth it. Because I've been laid before. Like, I, I've been, I know it. It's not, you know, it's, it's, it's not as exciting, I think, sometimes as it used to be. And maybe that's just also, it depends on the person. It depends on the situation. There's a lot of variables that go into play, I'm sure. And to anybody who's a virgin out there or doesn't get laid that often, unlike your boy, uh, have at it, dude. I get it. Ditch your friends, ditch your plans, get into bed. Just joke. These are jokes. Okay. These are half, half of what I'm saying here is jokes. Dickalaya, pussalaya, don't put the pussy on the pedestal, don't put the dick on the pedestal, don't make it everything. That's part one. Now, there is a part two to this. Sometimes you can also have your cake and eat it too. I would all I would invert the cake analogy to something else, but I'm not gonna go there. You can do that yourself. You can put it in your own mind. You can have your cake and eat it too. Because during the day, I thought to myself, man, I have to wait a whole nother year to get that experience, to, to do the St. Patrick's Day thing. And I did the same thing on New Year's and I kind of like felt like I missed out my New Year's plans for something else. But with, uh, I, I just kept thinking to myself, man, like I really missed my opportunity there. And now I got to wait a whole nother year. And then I, 
And then I stopped with the negativity. I stopped feeling bad about myself. I stopped feeling bad about the situation. And I said, you know what? Fuck that. We get redemption. I'm just going to go out tonight. This was Friday. I was like, I'm going to go out tonight and just have my fun then. I mean, it's not going to necessarily be the same because you're not having the, the mass crowds of people, which, by the way, I don't really care about because I'm not, I, I don't love mass crowds. But it's like, I'll just go out and have my own St. Patrick's Day by myself. Or, or you know, just, just, I'll celebrate my own way. And I did. And I had a lot of fun. So that's the other thing that I'm going to say. That's the other message I want to say in a part one, part two. One, don't put the pussy on the pedestal. Two, you, no matter what situation you're put in, if you have any sort of regret, now this, this is going to be a broad spectrum, you know what I mean? No matter what, you can always redeem it because just do it your way. Oh, you missed out on, a, on an event? Make your own event. I mean, obviously there's, like I said, variables to so many of these things. You missed... Hell, like... Even if you miss, like, a big life event, like you miss somebody's wedding and you feel bad about that, well, hey, you can just take them out to dinner sometime and and celebrate with them. There's It's not always the same. There's never... You're never going to get the full experience in some ways, but you can get a part of the experience. You know what I mean? Like I still got to go out and have green beer. I still got to go out and just hang out with people and, and enjoy my time. I got to do it all. And it was, it was fun as shit. You can always redeem it. And these are, you know, that's what I'll say. If you miss out, make up for it. Redeem yourself and just go do whatever it is that you wanted to do and do it later. Maybe not the next day, maybe a, a couple weeks or a month or however long. Redeem it. And even if it's, you know what? Even if you do have to wait that full year, you can redeem yourself then. I'm an instant satisfaction type of guy. I like to, you know, I don't want to wait. So I went out the next day and I, I got what I wanted because that and that comes full circle to what I said in the beginning. Live for yourself. Do what you want to do. I wanted to get that St. Patrick's Day experience, so I did. I went out and I did it anyway. Boom, baby. Live for yourself and happiness. Happiness is is still, it just flows, you know? So that's that's the, another little message for you there today. Um, yeah. And while I'm on the subject, because not really a subject that gets brought up a lot anyway, for at least on this show, keeping with the sex topic, I w- there's something else I want to talk about because it seems to be the thing that so many people are talking about. And very rarely do I talk about something that I know very little about. Typically on this show, I'll talk about things that I'm at least somewhat aware of or well-versed in or, or have some frame of reference to talk about. And this is not one of those things. 
But I know, I guess I should say I know, I know what other people have said. So I'm just going to go off of that. This show, Euphoria. I'm sure you've heard of it. I'm sure you've seen at least or heard people talk about it because it's all the rave. It's what everybody's talking about. Euphoria. They're acting like this show is the newest Sopranos. Now, if you know what I've said in the past, you know I think HBO makes some of the greatest series out there. And because I haven't seen this show, it's still hard for me to like judge it. I, I, I could probably go as far as to say it's not The Sopranos, based on what I can gather of the material. Essentially, what I understand this show to be is... The um, the tellings or the um, recreations of what modern teenage life is like in some facet. Dealing with a lot of, like... It's very sexually explicit is basically the point. You know, that's kind of the whole... That's why it was even... I even looped it in with the sex stuff because it's it's about... It's about these young girls doing OnlyFans and, you know, popping their puss on OnlyFans. And it's about, um, I mean, just hooking up with people. And it's about, like, I, if at some point I think there's, like, an older guy hooking up with, I think there's, like, molestation stuff in there. There's transgender issues. There's, like, ho- like gay and straight and things like that. Just all this um just all these different pro- like th- things that kids or like teenagers deal with and um and it seems to be very based around sex from what i understand a lot of dick slinging a lot of pussy popping and uh the other thing is there's a so this is where things get kind of weird to me in this so these actors who are obviously of age are portraying kids who are assumed by me to be under 18. They're supposed to be like 15, 16, 17 years old. They're in high school. So that's obviously the age range, right? And they're like getting like, it's all this, it's all about sex. It's all about nudity. Like there's a lot of nudity involved. And does that not seem weird to anybody else where it's like these people are portraying younger humans and it's just all this sex stuff. And so if I'm the viewer watching, I'm supposed to look at this person like a 17 year old or a 16 year old. And then I'm seeing her tits. That doesn't strike you as kind of weird. You're not telling me there's four, there's not 40-year-old dudes sitting there watching this and beating their dicks to these, like, hot, like, supposed to be teenagers? Is that not... That, that, that comes off to me as very, very weird. You know, that's a little disturbing in ways. And the fact that it's assumed that uh, all these... That like today's youth, today's teenagers, today's high schoolers, like it's just all sex. I'm not saying that's wrong or not. 
yeah, I'm not saying that's incorrect. That's what I meant to say. I'm not saying that's incorrect, but that's saying that we as a society have become just so overly sexual and like, that's where I'm, so that's where I'm like wondering is, is that good or is that not so good? Cause I've been like trying to think about this and, and I've kind of been almost struggling with it in a way because to an extent, I agree that the taboo of sex and the taboo of like, it, it, it's a little overkill sometimes where like, yes, you should be free to express your sexuality, your desires, your this and that. It shouldn't be like so taboo, you know, because I mean, we could go back to the twenties or the 1800s where it's like, Oh, you couldn't even show a little leg. But at the same time, there is an extent where it becomes too much. I definitely would say there is a porn epidemic. I think there's people who are literally addicted to sex and porn. And, uh, that's not a, that's not good. I think the over-sexualization of youth and people has increased the amount of pedophilia and the amount of, of perverts because it's so readily available. I mean, I'm not saying that they wouldn't already be there, but I think it, it aggravates that to like to a heightened level where the internet you got only fans like that's just it too it's like oh now we're like encouraging these young people to just like be porn stars like i don't know that that's good or bad i've said in the past like i do what you got to do be a stripper be a only fans person whatever you got to do to make that cash fuck it like do it i guess but i don't know that that's necessarily good is it better to promote popping your pussy on OnlyFans or is it better to promote like trying to be a CEO? At the same time, you could argue with me and say, you are being a CEO. You're, you're owning your content and you're making money doing it. So that's where I'm like, my mind just like breaks. That's where I'm like, I can't tell if it's better to promote the sexualization of everything and to be less and to be more open about it to be more like make it less taboo i don't know that's that's a great debate that's a great conversation to have and i don't have an answer but like with this show it's just it's just uh amplifying this idea that it's just, it's like we're, we're, we live in a sexual society and I don't know if that's good or bad, but if that's, I mean, that's, that's not how I remember high school when I was in high school and that was only 10 years ago. And that's not really, that's not my recollection of high school was just like, it's all about sex. Then again, I didn't have sex till later in life, but I wasn't doing drugs. Like it's harder for me as a perspective because I didn't live that life. So maybe my opinion doesn't matter in this. I don't think it's good. I don't think that as a youth being exposed to all this sexual nature, drugs, things of that nature, I don't know that it's good for you. I think it kind of demoralizes and desensitizes 
at that age, like that's a learn. Those are learning ages. I think it really would desensitize you moving forward into the into your adulthood. So, I don't know. You make your own opinions, I guess. But that's my, those are my thoughts. So yeah, got a little sexual this week, huh? Got a little sex talk, you know. You remember that show? There, there used to be a show called Sex Talk. I think it was on either... I think it might have been on the Oxygen channel. And it was this old woman. It, w- it used to come on late at night. And it, it was this old woman taking phone calls about, like, sexual questions. And she'd, like, talk about dildos and shit. It was weird. Because, like, you see the title Sex Talk on the... Uh, on the TV guide, and you're like, ooh, what's this? When you're a kid, and you turn on some old bag talking about fucking. I'm like, what is this? So then I'd wait till 2 a.m. for the, uh, 2 a.m. on Spike TV, you gotta wait for the Girls Gone Wild infomercial. <laughs> that was what you waited for. Um, but yeah, had a little sex talk today, but we also... I mean, you balance it out with the goofiness. We have some fun. We 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 be funny. We be silly. We we talk. We talk to sex, and then we talk to silly. So, hey, we're sexing the silly, baby. Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker, we ain't got nothing on you. Sexing the silly, and that's what we be sometimes. Not sometimes, just today, because I don't I don't do the sex talk a lot. Because I'm not society where I'm just going to push it out into the ether at all cost. But that's all I'll say about it. And let's round it off with a little something. A little. I mean, I guess we could kind of mold this into the same thing. Um, I just wanted to send a big congratulations to my friend Mac and his wife Savannah. My friend Savannah. They had their uh, first baby. And the way they had that baby was they also had sex. But that's how we're going to loop it in. A weird way to loop it in, but that's how we're going to do it. Anyway, uh, no, congratulations to them. Baby Amara, Amara Anderson. I got to go last night and see her. I saw saw her once before, but um, she's super tiny. And uh, it's, it's weird to see babies when they're that little, you know? I, I... I don't know that I've ever really known somebody this close that had a baby, at least in my adult life. So it's interesting to like watch the process and kind of like just realize that we as humans are so vulnerable as babies. Like you, your parents really like you rely on them to make sure you live for the first like four years of your life. I mean, even after that, you know, pretty much up until you're 18. But it's like you're you have you can do nothing when you're a fucking deer. Deers come out walking; they walk out of their mom's pussies. But but humans, man, you gotta fucking watch over them 24 hours a day because. If an eagle swoops by, they're just going to take that baby and fly away with it. Like, there's nothing it can do. It can't defend itself. It can't feed itself. It can do nothing. We have evolved into these creatures that, I mean, I assume, 
humans have always been this way. I don't know. Baby chimps, are they that way? I don't think so. It's like, it's crazy just to see, like, the vulnerability of humans as babies. But um, ultimately, just want to say congratulations to them on their new baby. Very beautiful baby. And um, it's kind of, she's kind of, she's still at the beginning stage where she's, uh, obviously she's brand new. She's only a few days old. But I'm excited to see when she gets to that age of like her features to start to come out. You can start seeing like the person she's going to be her like, I don't know. When they fill out, because they're just little, I, th- I feel like personally all like newborn babies kind of look the same in, in a sense. There's like a general look to them. I like to see when they like five months, six months, seven months, you start seeing just little uh, features that they come. Like you start seeing, oh, this is where she looks like her mom. This is where she looks like her dad type of thing like that. And like starts interacting more, like noticing you, seeing when you're, you know, they recognize that you're there. So I, I'm excited for that and to, and to kind of be a part of that as they're doing it. Um, hopefully I myself don't get baby fever because I don't know that I'm ready for that. So yeah, uh, we'll close the show with that basically. We'll close it with saying congratulations to Mac and Savannah on being new parents. I will say this as well. Um, I saw a picture of Mac holding the baby, holding his baby. And it's, it's pretty wild to me when I think about how quickly you change, like how quickly a child changes you because immediately just upon looking at him in just one still picture, holding his child, the way he was looking at the child, the way just no, just personally knowing that that was his kid. It's like, I looked at him completely different. Like he was, he was uh, like immediately a different person, not in a bad way, but just like, there's, you know, he's different now. He, you have to be child changes you forever. Like it's a whole new world, a whole new life that you have to live when you add a child to the world into the, into your life. So I just wanted to say that as well. Like it, it was interesting to see him and be like, wow, like I can just immediately see a difference, but, but yeah, we'll close it with all that. Um, live for yourself. You know, you can redeem yourself at any cost. But do what you want to do. Have fun in life. Whatever makes you happy, go for it. Don't put the pussy on the pedestal. Don't put the cock on the pedestal. Because it's not, it's, not, it's not everything. No matter what society tells you, no matter how, how much sexualized everything has become, it's really not everything in life. I mean, it's fun. It's enjoyable. But in, it's really not everything. Don't, don't make it everything. That's all I'll say. And uh, with everything else, just know, in the end, life's a garden. Dig it.